episode of Coffee with Bobby. We are joined with Taylor at the Tailored Life blog, who is amazing. You guys should totally go follow her right now, even before we dive into this. Taylor is a 20-something uh, newlywed living in Austin, Texas, where she runs a lifestyle and motivational blog. And on top of her full-time job being in cybersecurity sales. So good evening, Taylor. How's it going today? Yes, good. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking and thanks for having me on this live. This is so fun. The second that you asked me if I wanted to do a coffee chat, I'm like, of course, how fun. And plus we've been like DMing back and forth for a while now. So it's yes, nice officially. Like, officially. It's <laughs> funny because like you were closer. I was in Houston and for a while and you're based in Austin. And we're connecting now, and now I'm in Boston, so <laughs> thousands of miles away. But it's so good to have yes. you on. Um, what got you started into the motivational lifestyle vlogging? Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I think that really it has evolved for me over time with blogging. And initially, when I started out, um, I started blogging like. I think two years ago around this time. And uh, I had just gotten married. I had just graduated college and really felt like the Lord was telling me to share my story. I had a really rough go around playing college soccer. And um, I just really felt like the Lord was telling me like, you have a really unique experience. And I think a lot of people can learn from the lessons that you had to learn. So I was like, okay, I don't know how to blog, but let's dive in. And I just kind of figured out along the way that this is an entire industry that I had no idea about and really had to take classes and learn about, you know, how the heck do I blog? How do you share your story effectively? And it's turned into kind of this combination of lifestyle and motivation. And the motivation really started in 2020. Um, so this is something that I kind of dove into more recent than not. And it's been something that I have enjoyed. And I think that my followers have enjoyed it too, because I've been throwing in current events and how to process them and go about it in a way that is positive, um, no matter what your circumstances are. So it's yeah, really and that's one of the ways that I got connected with you through Ashley Bell, 12 on Bell. And actually, yes. it's amazing. Ooh, um, but you know, <laughs> like, it's not just like the fashion and the lifestyle that we need. We also need that motivational content. And that's what I've actually dove into more in 2020 as well. You know, it's, we've got all the mainstream media, we've got all these fears coming in, and we've got to share the positive and be the light within it. So what has been the motivation things that you have started to share on social? I mean, I know a little bit from the behind the scenes following you for a bit, but I'll <laughs> let you. Yeah. So um, initially in the beginning of 2020, I started doing IGTV videos and it was the first IGTVs that I had ever created. I started one on goal setting and how to effectively create goals that you can actually attain throughout the year. I think a lot of people struggle with following through with their commitments to themselves and the January, February timeframe. So I started off doing that and then kind of transitioned with um, just sharing like life experiences and how I um, came to navigate them and conquer them eventually. And I think now ever since the beginning of COVID, I've had to really shift 
the way that I do things and the way that I share things. And um, because we're all going through this at the same time, I'm no longer an expert on how to deal with things because we're all going through this trial together. So I've really had to start learning how to share with others how I'm coping with things and the way that I'm thinking about, you know, this year and how we can take advantage of it. And it shifted into sharing news. And um, I have my own daily recaps of news. I'm sure that I have a couple of my own followers on here that are joining that. No. Okay. I don't, can you see these mosquitoes? No, but all I right now? Awful um, <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm going to leave this with like a bunch of red dots on my face. Yeah. So I'm going to walk and talk. I'm going to go back inside. But um, Hey, Charlie, come on. Um, I also got a new puppy, so that has been an interesting feat in itself. But anyways, I was sharing the mainstream media, and um, you need to get the dog. (laughs) Oh, okay, sorry, multitasking here. So I started sharing news that is not in the mainstream media, and what I mean by that is I felt like there was so much fear being drawn up and strewed within Um, our media outlets, and it was creating uh, almost, it's debilitating for Americans and and across the world just to be hearing constant negative news. So I started sharing my own daily news recaps over the last like two months or so, and it's really been eye-opening to me how much, one, we don't really know what's going on, two, how much the news really doesn't report what's happening uh, in a factual manner. So uh, it's been fun for me to be able to be that outlet for other people. Yeah, and it's nice to see because I started to see a little bit of the non-mainstream media and the news come out. And nobody is putting this together right now. Nobody's sharing it. If you start sharing it, it's automatically flagged on social. It's like literally (laughs) I follow one of my past doctors who's a neurosurgeon in New Orleans and Florida and it's like he'll post something that's factual, science-based, peer-reviewed, and then it's instantly flagged and then he's like, well, got censored again. And like just having that compile is amazing. So thank you so much for doing it. It's a way now for me to get the news. Instead of like searching everywhere. <laughs> and other people feel the same way because uh, when we were in Houston, you know, CNN was on, we were staying with family and like, you can't control that. So I'd always be outside, like trying to get away from it. And it does put like that negative energy out there of the fear base. Then you hear everybody going, oh, this is so bad. It's so bad. But when you really see how everything's connected, you're like, Okay, I'm still living my life, not falling into that trap, which I feel a lot of people in the U.S. and abroad get wrapped up in it, and then they let that fear dictate their future. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the main reasons, you know, why I started the news, because I was doing all this research on the back end starting in May, probably, and was just getting so overwhelmed with what I was finding and couldn't believe that no one else was talking about it. And I'm like, I almost felt like I had an obligation to share with my audience what I was learning because it wasn't being talked about anywhere. And I think initially I was so, so nervous to share the news because it 
genuinely was anti-mainstream right. media. <laughs> and I, I felt like it was really going to shock people what they were hearing. But I've gotten so many positive responses from people that follow me and they just appreciate that I'm sharing another side of things and um, that I'm truly trying to be as unbiased as possible. I've probably become a little bit biased as of late because I feel like things are heating up just a little bit. Um, but yeah, <laughs> which I think comes through once you connect all the dots and you know the back end. So it may seem like it to somebody new just reading it. But when you've been following it every day, week by week, you're like, Oh, I know this is going to get good. It's uh, we're living in a reality yep. TV show a little bit here right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it definitely. is really our life. Um, but so having this and having the news, where do you see it sort of evolving post-election? Because I know it's all gearing up. We all know it's gearing up to November 11th. What's yeah. going to happen like after the ballots are counted? And that's a whole can of worms in itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but where do you see it? <laughs> progressing or where do you want to see it? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, it's crossed my mind a couple of times. Um, but truly, well, you open the can of worms of the election itself. I really don't think that it's going to stop on the day after the election. I think that there's going to be a lot of chaos um, over the months to come before there's an actual candidate decided. So that's right. news in itself. And then, you know, when things like do settle down and the dust uh, settles, I, I don't really know how I'm going to transition. I've thought about it. I mean, I'm, I've still maintained this balance as of late where I'm still sharing lifestyle. I'm still sharing like my normal everyday things that I would be sharing before, but I've sprinkled the news in. So I think I need to just kind of um, find this transition of, you know, when there are things that I feel people should be informed on, I'll, I'll share it, but I'm not sure if it'll be a daily thing. Um, following. Right. <laughs> following comes like January So I'm not really sure. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not really sure following that what it'll look like, but I'm sure that, you know, once we all kind of get the answers that we were hoping for and um, hopefully when things start getting um, revealed in the future, I do think that there's a lot of things that are still going to take years to unravel, like Gila and Maxwell, like that case is next September. So I still think that there are going to be some major things that are going to happen in 2021. I just don't think it will be the density that 2020 right. has experienced. I mean, and for those of you who haven't seen Taylor's news recaps, it's normally like three to five plus screenshots, like a super small print <laughs> that you like hold down on the screen and you want to read every <laughs> single It would be so... It would be so many slides if I made the print any larger. I thought to myself, I'm like, maybe I should make this a bit bigger. <laughs> like, people can yeah, you just hold, hold it down, down and, and read it like it's a newspaper. <laughs> so thank you for doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I totally agree. There's like so much happening, so much for everybody to unravel. And when you're focused on the media, then you see one side of it. But when you see the side that everybody's trying together, it sort of makes it more cohesive and for a majority of us who follow you, Taylor, and who like share your news, it gives a, people a sense of like, I don't have to sit in front of the TV 
or I don't have to read every single headline that's coming through. And it gives people a chance to just like live life in essence, instead of being so wrapped up with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I think for me, I mean, I've never really been a big TV watcher. And um, my parents aren't big TV watchers. And so we've never really watched the news per se. Um, but with everything that's happened this year, I think we've all really been almost forced to sit down and pay attention to like what's actually happening because we don't have our typical schedules going on and um, the busyness that we lived prior to this year. So it's been an interesting adjustment and an interesting way to see how people are dealing with the news that previously they might not have known anything about. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a, a very <laughs> interesting year. And I think we've all just had to learn and adjust. And I think in a lot of ways, our eyes have been open um, to what actually happens behind the scenes outside of our exactly, little bubbles. Exactly. And we're not only learning and adjusting us to like the news and the essays, but literally life. I mean, life shifted yeah. tremendously for myself and my boyfriends. Like we're used to living out of hotels 90% of the time or Airbnbs and we've been forced to live. I mean, we just left Houston yesterday and like we were there for five months. Like that is never happened. I haven't lived in one city in over seven right. years for that long. Um, wow. And for him, it's been 10 years. So it's like, oh, this is what it's like to actually have a kitchen and cook every night. <laughs> like just yeah. the basic things. So in the, the realm of like, yeah. oh, there aren't events. Yo, you can't travel. Um, so everybody's navigating through this. I know you're working from home and you guys have gone through all these transitions. What's been one of the biggest blessings for you during this season? So I really love that question. Um, I think that it's been a lot of different things and this is going to be kind of like a, a jumbled answer in a way, but I would say that through the phases of COVID, there have been different blessings. So initially, um, when I was going to the office every single day, I work in sales. I started a new job in January. So I was driving downtown Austin every single day. And it was an hour plus um, that I was driving to and from. So spending right. two plus hours in a car every single day. And I was doing that for two years. So for me, initially, it was a huge blessing that I was able to get that time back to rest, to rejuvenate and have my own schedule. And um, I think the same for my husband too. Like it was just nice to slow down for a minute and not always be rushing from one place to the next. So I think that that was the initial lesson. And then once we kind of got sick of, oh my gosh, like we're going to be home for right. a while now. Um, trying to figure out and navigate, you know, what this new season of life is going to be for us. So I think um, us having to get creative as a married couple, like how are we going to intentionally spend time together? Um, you know, what's our new routine going to be? Who's going to make dinner now? Because we now <laughs> both have the time. Like, are we going to work out still? Are we going to do it in the morning at right. lunch? Like, I think just finding that new routine to 
together was fun for us. And we started going on walks every single day. And there were just new things to look forward to that we weren't able to do before. So I just think in general, COVID presented a lot of opportunities to um, find joy and little things that we weren't able to do before. So those were a few things for me. And then we also got a dog. That so that's super, it. <laughs> that really is super fun. exciting. My boyfriend's like, can we get a dog? Can we get a cat? And I'm like, we don't even have a house yet. Like, where are we, where are we going to put this? Like, soon we will. Like, right. but that's how much life has transitioned for all of us. I mean, we've spent the most time, like, in years with family. And for me, that's been one of the biggest blessings. It's also been, at times, difficult. But when you look back, you're like, this has been incredible. Like we've never had the opportunities to do this. And just those small right. moments of joy and finding that balance and mixing it up is key. I know for a while when it was, it seemed like it was Groundhog Day every day at the beginning. And we're like, oh, we just got <laughs> off of a six month sabbatical and now we work two weeks yeah. and COVID hits. And you're like, okay, what are we gonna do now? Um, but finding that balance of like, oh, let's add something new to the schedule today, or what's one thing new that we can do. Um, so yeah. having that and finding that balance is key. Have you felt that your marriage has grown over this time that you guys have had more of a chance to bond together and get on the same page more on different things? I don't know. Adam, or has it been more challenging? Think? Did you even listen? Were you listening? What? <laughs> she said, do you think our marriage has grown during COVID? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I would say, I would say yes, but, you know, Adam and I are interesting because we dated for a long time before we got married. We dated in high school, um, dated on and off through college, and then got married right after. So, I mean, we've known each other for, I think, like nine years now. So, really, like, we truly have been best friends throughout that entire nine years. So, to me, I mean, I'm thankful because I get to hang out with my best right. friend all day, every day and eat lunch with him now. And, oh, this is fun. Like, we never <laughs> have to leave <laughs> because we did long distance for so long in college that now I'm just like, wow, this is amazing that I don't ever have to leave now. This is so great. Um, so I think for us, it's really just been a matter of, like, getting to spend a lot of time together um, that we didn't get to previously spend um outside of you know obviously the weekends and when we get right. home from work but um you know running a blog outside of my full-time job usually when I was coming home I work straight on my blog the second I get home so it's been nice to kind of um take a step back uh really balance our time out and be able to just relax and hang out together so I think for us it was more that quality time that's one of my love languages yeah, and so that's amazing I that you I mean <laughs> not only do you get the extra two hours a day in of non-commuting time right. but you can like actually cook dinner together if you want or like you said work out together or go for a walk or different things like that yeah. which is definitely definitely a blessing um I came from the opposite spectrum so I actually met my boyfriend on the road last year. And so we literally worked together 24 seven nonstop. 
So work the same okay. job, going to the same cities, like never apart. Um, and then we hit COVID and it's still the same thing. So it's just a new adventure for us as to like, right. instead of being on the road and actually working, we're doing it from home and, you know, hanging out with family and everything. Right. So that's definitely been a blessing that yeah. we're able to be in the same city and things like that and not apart. So uh, yeah, where, sure. where do you see the future going for you? I know we talked about it with the news, but where do you see, do you see yourself like continuing working remotely and continuing like keeping this solid quality time that you have with your husband now and now with the new puppy, like keeping that, even if you have to return to the office, where do you see that balance transitioning? Yeah, I um, I personally would love to work remote forever. <laughs> it's honestly, it's it's been really great for me and I have been more productive working from home. I can, you know, work on my own schedule, which I really appreciate that I don't have people watching <laughs> right. me all day, every day, like every move that I make. Um, so that for me has been really nice. And I think I've really started to kind of hit my stride in my full-time job. Um, I'll say going forward, I mean, I'm going to attempt to work from home. I'm going to ask if we ever do get to a point where we move back into an office. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I don't really like to, okay, I'm kind of interesting. So I'm a planner. I really like knowing what I'm going to do this week, what I'm going to do each day. Um, I like having things planned, but when it comes to long-term, I really don't like having these concrete things in my head because if those don't happen, I always end up disappointed. So um, I've just learned over time to just kind of accept things as they come and roll with the punches. And as we adapt, we just kind of figure it out as we go. So, you know, if we were to go back to the office, let's say in January, for example, I think you would just kind of have to find um, a new stride again on, you know, when we're going to be able to spend that time. Um, how we want to adjust, you know, the things that we're doing or not doing or whatever. I think that the communication styles are probably going to have to increase, especially uh, with right. the dog that we're going to have to be taking care of as well. That was the main reason that we did not get a dog prior to this, by the way, is because we were gone so much. I'm like, Adam, pick up the puppy. <laughs> She's going to be by herself all the time. So um, for me, in terms of like, finding that balance again, I think it, it'll be a tough transition for me personally, because I really have enjoyed being home. I'm a homebody. Um, and I don't really need a lot of human interaction in order to be satisfied, <laughs> which is sad. That's a, probably a terrible. No, trip, but I think but, it like, adds um, and flows really a lot too. Cause like, I'm very much a people person yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I started this. Like I love going to the coffee shop and meeting people and just hearing their stories and what they've been up to. And I literally have friends all over the world because of this. Uh, but on the flip right. side of it, when I'm in the mix working like 15 hour days, 12 hour days in events, and I'm seeing like thousands of people every day going through our area at the end of it, I'm like, just give me my hotel room, give me a shower. And like, if I yeah. eat dinner, I eat dinner. <laughs> But don't bother me. I don't want to see people until we open again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think that it'll be 
um, interesting to kind of see how everything plays out, um, especially with COVID and businesses. I think a lot of companies have learned that they don't have to have an office in order for their workforce to be productive. So I'm crossing my fingers that that'll yeah, be fine. Well, you know, <laughs> um, there's been like so. so many. I read a couple of weeks ago that Pinterest got rid of their huge lease in San Francisco. Yeah, so oh, really? that's gone. They bought out the lease and then just aren't having anybody come in. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, personally, like, my stepdad works for Angie's List, and they've already said, like, you can work remotely if you want for a while. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to go back into the office. Um, so there are numerous companies that are seeing, like, the positives of, like, we don't have to pay for the extra electric bills in the building and the lease and parking and XYZ right. expenses and save money. Yeah, exactly. Um, and not to mention everyone else is saving money too, not paying for gas <laughs> right. and tolls and parking. And if you live in the city, you know all of those struggles. I was paying hundreds of dollars and all of those things every single month. So that has been a nice relief as well. Um, but yeah, I think just for Adam and I, you know, with every life change that we've had, we just always kind of roll with the punches and, uh, adapt as we go and, and try to figure out something that works best for us. So that's kind of how I plan to go about 2021, um, which is weird to say that this year is already almost over because it feels like it's been long, but it's gone by fast. So it's like, it's been this weird combination. I think of like, it's Groundhog Day and then you get some days where it's like, oh, this is like normal life. It's good. It's good. And then it goes back to Groundhog Day and you're like, yeah, what day is it? What month is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's almost October. <laughs> you know? And you're like, yeah. wow, that happens so fast. Exactly. Uh, but like you said, there are so many blessings that can come out of this. Um, where do you see sort of the lifestyle content going. I know you've been sharing a lot on, you know, what you're doing with house remodel and different things with decorating. Where do you want to focus on with that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, with my blog, this year has really uh, thrown me for a loop, if I'm being honest. Um, I've struggled quite a bit trying to come up with content that fits my style, but is also relatable for this season. And I think it's very difficult for me to <laughs> share certain topics and come off genuine when our world is struggling. So I think for me, this year has been really tough in terms of creating lifestyle content. I feel like I'm sort of getting back into that groove because I think more and more people are wanting normalcy back um, and they're getting to a point where they just want to see regular content. So I started dabbling back into a little bit of fashion, starting to get, you know, new things in because I'm starting right. to go out a little bit more and see people and whatever. So I think um, really, I honestly need to sit down and try to reevaluate. I think the holidays make it really easy because, you know, it's gift giving season. That's one of my, um, <laughs> My family is at least, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're really good at gift giving and it's something that we care a lot about and um, something that I, I think I'm pretty good at in terms of finding unique things for people. So I think um, the season ahead of me, I'm looking forward to because it's one of my favorites and I really love 
focusing on family and friends and how to bless them and how you can reflect on the year that just happened, whether it was crappy or not, um, because we've all had years where it's really crappy and we've all had years that are really great. And even though 2020 has been really frustrating in a lot of ways, I think sometimes I feel a little bit guilty because our family really has had a great summer and I hate saying that, but um, my parents and grandparents got a lake house uh, in February, literally right before COVID. So every single weekend we have spent it at the lake and it's been the best retreat. So to me, I look back, I'm like, yeah, 2020 sucked, but there were a lot of really good things too. So I think just trying to help other people focus on the good things that they were able to take away from this year, um, whether it was self-development or um, being more informed or, or whatever it is for each individual person. I think I'm looking forward to sharing that aspect of lifestyle rather than, you know, what trips I'm planning coming up or, or anything like that. Um, that seems more like fun and <laughs> whimsical and more bloggerish. Yeah. If you will. Maybe, like that's really key is when you, can share the blessings and the blessings that you're seeing like yes at times you're like why am I sharing like our brand new lake house but you know we are all celebrating with you we all want to see those joys in life so never feel bad about posting it uh like we're all like oh she's <laughs> it just feels wrong uh, like it you just think about how many people are like struggling with everything that's happening or their state, for example, is super right. shut down, but Texas is already back at 75% capacity. And you're just like, wow, I hate <laughs> talking about stuff that I can do that other people aren't no, allowed to I do. I feel you. Um, so it's just a weird. Yeah, I feel you yeah. on that. But there's still a way like sharing your blessings and your joy that you're seeing every day can affect somebody else because it makes them stop and think like, sure, like I may not be able to go out to the latest restaurant or have this fancy smanchy dinner, you know? Um, but like, right. I was able to cook a wonderful meal at home or I had an incredible date night or, I mean, for me, two weeks ago, my boyfriend and I were watching his sister's four kids and it was total chaos and like so much fun. <laughs> And you wanted to, like, we're back on a schedule and, you know, like, everybody from preschool drop-offs to getting kids off to school on time and after-school activities. So, like, right. that's something totally far out there that most people, like, even his sister was home, like, are you crazy? Like, what are you doing? Like, do you know what you're signing up for? Like, I'm so thankful but do you realize what this is? And I was like, yeah, I do. Like, right. I helped raise my younger two sisters. Um, but it's like, yeah, it goes like clockwork. It's easier than work when everybody's on a schedule. Um, but yeah, just those different things when you look at it, I know, um, I believe it was Rico Incarnati, who was a videographer for Jordan Syed. And he posted, you know, if you start saying the difference of instead of like you have to watch the kids like you get to and when you make that transition mm -hmm. in the vocabulary that you use for it you start to see more joys out of it and i honestly think like the more that we see the joys 
the more that we see the little things that make a huge difference, we'll start to have a better outlook on life, a more positive outlook. So if it's seeing you share a lake house or what you're giving to your grandmother or to your parents for their birthday or your dad's decked out 50th birthday celebration, which looks like so much fun. I was like, <laughs> I'm so happy for them. Like they get to celebrate. Uh, that's what we all want to see right now. So thank you so much for sharing that. And even if somebody can't have those moments right now, it still instills that joy to all of us. Uh, right. Well, thank yeah. you. That was sweet. <laughs> and has there been any books that you've read over this time or podcasts that you've loved or anything like that that you would like to share? Um, so that's funny. When I was trying to think about, you know, any books that I've read, I'm really not a big reader. And I know that's terrible, but it's just not something that I like make a priority in my life. I have books that I've read that I've really loved. Um, you mentioned that I have to versus I get to mentality. And um, one of my favorite uh, speakers, actually, John Gordon says that as well. And um, I love his books. And I think that they're very simple to read and understand and comprehend. However, during COVID, I have not been reading at all. Um, but in terms of podcasts, Again, I'm kind of lame. I have not jumped on the podcast uh, wagon. However, when it comes to the news that I've been sharing or um, just in general, one person that I've really been loving is Allie Stuckey. Um, she has a Christian worldview on politics. So I really love listening to her recaps on um, combining like theology with politics and what's happening and like how it aligns with God's word. I've found it to be really, really interesting. Um, and I've actually started to share her a little bit more onto uh, my Instagram because she's had some good stuff recently, but she has a podcast. It's called Relatable. It's really good. So many different episodes on so many different um, controversial topics. Um, she talks about both presidents, uh, or excuse me, the both presidential candidates, um, what they stand for, and you know, so that you can kind of be informed and make your own decisions from that. Um, but also, if you're a believer, you can align your your faith with your Ooh, walk as well. So also check that out. I haven't looked yeah. into much of that lately. And I think too, like you said, it sounds lame, but it doesn't. We all do with like ebbs and flows. <laughs> like some days, like I have books that I'm reading and I'm done within three days, and then I still have a book that everybody's like, it's a bestseller. You'll read it in a week, and I'm still on the same page. Right. And it's, it hasn't even come with me on this trip, so that's where that one is. Uh, <laughs> so it's not lame at all. Don't think that. Um, and like you said, like the news is literally like another full-time job that you're diving into. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of um, having to check your emotions <laughs> <laughs> because it's one of those things where I try obviously I'm trying to stay informed as well while I'm like sharing these things alongside of you guys, but um, having to make sure like my mentality is in the right space when I'm up and making sure it's not um, taking over 
my mindset and my ability to be productive and like move forward after I read something. I think right. it's really easy to get caught up in um, every little thing that's happening and if it makes you upset or whatever. So uh, it's been an emotional year for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, we've all been hit with all these different like transitions and then the news is a whole other can of worms added into the mix. So you're taking an extra hit for everybody um, who reads your news because you're siphoning through everything else <laughs> that you're reading on top of it. So that's totally understandable. And again, we thank you so much for sharing that. Where can we find more out about you? Yeah, so I actually have a blog. Um, it's called the tailoredlifeblog.com. It's my website. I have tons of blog posts there um, that share a little bit about my story. I share about my college experience on my blog a little bit more than I do on my Instagram. Um, and then also I have an email list that I send uh, a weekly newsletter. Um, so that is uh, something that you can do. If you go to my website, you can subscribe to my email and I provide kind of a recap of the highlights of the news. I share life updates there and kind of give you a little bit more of a personal aspect to me that I might not share on the Instagram <laughs> side of things. <laughs> so those are probably the, the two main Wonderful. there. So you guys have heard it from Taylor. Go give her a follow right now at the Tailored Life blog. She's amazing. Continue to follow for all of her news updates, life updates, and everyday motivation because it is fantastic. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Coffee with Bobby. Have an amazing evening. Bye, guys. Bobby, bye. Bye.